Thank you so much. This is uh, too much, too much pressure. <laughs> but it is so wonderful to be back with family here. We truly feel family. My family is here with me. And it's such a privilege to have Natalie, my precious wife, and Zara and Daniel here. I'm going to embarrass them since it's Father's Day. So fathers can do anything today, right? <laughs> As our one day in the year. <laughs> Every day is Mother's Day, but today is Father's Day. <laughs> so can I ask you to stand up? <laughs> so this is my beautiful wife. And uh, I'm so honored to be with you and, and share with you just some of the things I witness as I travel in the nations. I... I um, I don't know how I got here, <laughs> you know, how I got to this place that the Lord is just opening doors, sending, sending us to the nations like this and, and, and having us witness what he's doing in the nations. It's, it's unbelievably amazing. I don't know what's the English words, you know, I'm Egyptian and I walk like Egyptian and I talk like Egyptian as well. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I don't know how to use strong English words, but we are living in a season that is absolutely amazing. The best season for the kingdom. The worst season maybe for economies, politics, uh, uh, there is wars, rumors of wars. We're hearing about all that is going on in the world. And it is, a lot of it is bad news. But hidden behind all the bad news, there is amazing news of the kingdom. Amazing news of the kingdom. And... Uh, I know since the, the news agencies are not going to share this kind of news, I decided I'm that news agency. <laughs> I am going to share those news. I'm going to share what I witness. I'm going to share what I see in the nations. Because the enemy spreads his kingdom through fear. The kingdom of darkness constitution is a constitution based on fear. So anytime I catch fear in my life, it's like I caught cancer. It's like I heard about a cancer in my health. <laughs> And I cannot live one more minute with it. I have to deal with it. The kingdom of God's constitution is love, 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 hope. And uh, as we are looking at the Beatitudes this season here in the church, uh, I've been just meditating and looking at, at, at you know, I, 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 I never really focus on one small verse like that for a week, a whole week. <laughs> And a little bit longer, you know, blessed are the meek. This is our text today from, from Matthew 5. And maybe I'll ask us to, to stand up together. Uh, as I know, this is our beautiful tradition here in Crossroads. And just read this. The Beatitudes. I'm going to read all of them for us just as we open. Blessed are the poor. That's Matthew 5. Matthew 5 from from verse uh, uh, 3 to verse 11 that I'm going to read. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Our verse today is verse 5. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. 
Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Father, we thank you for the precious word. We thank you for truth, Lord, that, that have no equal. We thank you for the light of your word. Your word is a light to my feet, Lord. Your word is light to us today. So we know that there is no teacher like the Holy Spirit. We know there is no reminder like the Holy Spirit. We know there is no comforter like the Holy Spirit. So may you teach us today. May you remind us. May you comfort us with your word. May you touch our hearts. May you shine, Lord, with your spirit, with such a light that is showing every single detail in our lives. A light that is not exposing us to embarrass us. A light that is exposing different idols and different things in our lives so that those idols can be shaken, so that our lives can be glorifying to you, Lord Jesus. A light, Lord, that comes from your spirit that would convict us and not make us feel guilty today. We pray that this would be, Lord, our experience this morning. For your name's sake, amen. You may be seated. I'm so excited. I have so many stories to share with you. But our verse today is verse 5, Matthew 5, 5. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. And I guess what I'm witnessing so much at this season, I'm witnessing how, how do we inherit the earth? How do we get hold of the promises? How do we live the season that we are in? Uh, and if you would allow me, I would like to share from, from what I observe and witness in the nations, what is this season? Because we pass through a couple of intense seasons. And if you wanna maybe examine seasons and times, you know, like zoom more and more towards the Middle East, <laughs> you know, go all the way to Jerusalem and see what's happening around Jerusalem and all the stories that is happening. And, and, and God is moving in our nations so much in this season that, but he's moving in a way that we have not Imagine, so it's not about uh, the what. We always knew by faith that God is going to come and intervene, that God is going to come and do something. Uh, we, we knew that there will be a season where it's going to be enough is enough, you know, with all the persecution going on, all the rise of ISIS, all the, all the stories that we have heard and seen in the past seasons. But like, how will God come? How will he, in the midst of that, and how do we keep peaceful? How do we keep meek? <laughs> how do we respond to persecution? How do, you, how do you respond to someone that is coming to finish you? And his mercy and his grace, we could feel it all the time. We could see it all the time. The end of everything is near, it says in 1 Peter. Be alerted to prayer. Let your love for one another be strong. And we could see those are some of the ingredients that helped us in, the, in that difficult season. Loving one another, connecting with one another. Prayer, 
seeking God, allowing Him to give us His perspective. How many of us here know that prayer is, is what changes us mostly <laughs> before it changes any circumstances? So suddenly, as you pray and you seek God and you, you don't give up and you keep on praying, praying, praying. I like when I think of prayer of the word push, P-U-S-H. Pray, P, until something happens. <laughs> Pray until something happens, something, and it didn't define what is this thing. And most of the time, it is me that changes, that suddenly God gives me a different glass, and I see that even though it's bleak, even though it's difficult, even though it looks dark, even though the news I heard is, is so tough, there is something behind that. There is something behind that. And apparently, I, I, I see this is how the kingdom of God is coming. The kingdom of God does not come, uh, uh, does not come uh, just out of our careful observation. Like it says in Luke, when the Pharisees asked Jesus one time, and they said to him, tell us when the kingdom of God will come. And Jesus answered this amazing answer. He said to them, the kingdom of God is not going to come by your careful observation. Some will say it's going to come from here, and others are going to say it's going to come from here. He said, for the kingdom of God is within you. And if the kingdom of God is going to be in us, then, which we prayed so many times, let your kingdom come, <laughs> let your will be done. We sang it many times, and then comes a moment when we believe it, and the Lord also believes it. <laughs> Then he starts to do things in our lives, and these things are going to definitely involve a lot of shaking. And uh, I know this is the message that keeps coming and coming and coming and coming. So your kingdom come, Lord, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. But how will the kingdom come? And as I look at the Beatitudes, I'm looking at characteristics of the people who are the citizens in that kingdom. The people whom God is calling to be the people of the kingdom. And this is, this is very important. I want to share this with you. There is the kingdom of God and is not shaken. It says that in Hebrews 12, that we are receiving unshakable kingdom. There is his kingdom. His kingdom is coming in power. His kingdom is coming for sure. And then for a kingdom to exist, there are two more things that are vital. Number one, you need to have a king. So do we have a king? We do. He is the same. He's all-powerful. He is almighty. But then what's the last ingredient? Anyone can tell me? There is the kingdom. There is the king. We need the people. <laughs> the people in the kingdom. And this is us. So the king says in Isaiah 66, heaven is my throne and earth is my footstool. Where is the house you built for me? What did you build for me? What did you create for me? And as I look at the Beatitudes, I realize this is the characteristics of, of us. This is the characteristics that should be in us. And this is why this is a very important season. And I sense now that season that we are in, it's not the season of hoping for the kingdom. We are seeing the kingdom. Let me tell you a few stories from the Middle East. Um, 
we just heard about the, the, the trip to the refugees and with John and Rosa, we've been to a few nations together and the refugees is one of the... So there's more refugees today than ever before in history. That's the fact. With all the modern world we have and all the technologies we have, we have millions and millions and millions of refugees. So uh, among the Syrian refugees coming to Europe, also hundreds of thousands of them, also to the millions, especially to Germany, was there this ISIS guy that I met last year. The ISIS guy had a dream. He had a dream in, uh, in Syria to, uh, from God. <laughs> he was telling the story. He had a dream from God. In that dream, he saw himself, he saw a church in uh, the north of Germany, he saw clearly the picture of the church in his dream, and he woke up and interpreted that dream. He always felt he needed to go and spread his mission work <laughs> in Europe. So uh, uh, he's waiting for direction, and then he gets that dream, and then the way he interprets that dream, that this is the church where he's going to go and do damage, burn it, explode it, uh, kill people there, whatever. You know? So he, he figures his ways and he immigrates among the, 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 the hundreds and thousands of refugees. He ends up, he end up in, in the northern part of Germany, and uh, as he is walking in the streets of, of, of that town, he sees the same church exactly that he saw in the dream. He sees it right in front of his eyes. So then he knows this is, this is where my mission work is going to be. So I'm going to go and just attend and, and see what's going on. So he goes, he sits at the back, and then in that church, he gets the shock of his life. He sees hundreds of Iranian converts worshiping the Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> his heart is touched. He's shocked. He never knew in his life there could be hundreds of Muslims from Iran and that's the truth. The Iranian church is one of the most growing church on earth today. Hundreds and thousands of Iranians are coming to know the Lord. This guy, amen. This guy, the Lord touches him, appears to him and said to him, it was not the other God that gave you the dream. It is me that gave you the dream. This is where I want you to belong. It's amazing to see his photos. He was showing me his photos before and after. You would never imagine it's the same person. Shaved, handsome, teaching the word of God among the refugees in Germany. He's now working for Jesus. Friends, I don't have any fear because of Islam or Muslims or ISIS or, or politics or bad economies. I have no concern about that. The, the only concern I have in my heart is a, a fearful church, sleeping church, comfortable Christians that have become depressed because of comfort, <laughs> that have lost the joy of going through battles and seeing Jesus win on their behalf. This season that we are in is not only the season of hoping for the kingdom. This is a joyful season, a season of 
seeing the kingdom of God realized in front of our eyes. This is the season of seeing God restore what has been taken. This is a season where, uh, like it says in Romans, creation is waiting for the revelation of the sons and daughters of God to rise up and to, to voice what is the kingdom, to worship Jesus boldly and to declare him. Amen. I want to share another story with you. In Egypt, my beautiful nation, it was 2013, so about six years ago. It was a very difficult time. The shaking was intense in Egypt. Uh, we had the democratic elections. Then by democratic elections, the majority of the people elected a Muslim radical president <laughs> and government. And actually what happened, you know, a year or so after that, the people realized it's not really what they wanted. <laughs> so they got another revolution. It was a mess. But during that time, a church was burned down. One of the Coptic churches was burned down totally. Beautiful church in one of the towns towards the south of Egypt. They were attacked. Everything burned and uh, I thought I would love to show you just a part of a video of, we just had some of the young people prayed for. Where is the young people? Can you lift your hands again? So the young people of that burned church in Egypt, so I dedicate that song to you today <laughs> that we're going to watch just in a minute. Uh, it's in Arabic, but there is some translation. Um, I want you just to, to enjoy a couple of minutes of that song. The young people decided before, of course, the government came quickly and they said they're going to clean the church and they will, they will paint it again, restore it again. But the young people of that church decided, but before that, we would like to sing a song of forgiveness from the ashes in the middle of the, the burned walls and Bibles. And uh, they were releasing a song of forgiveness. Can we watch just a couple of minutes of that? Can forward just a little bit.
narrow it down a little bit. I'm sorry that the words are not so clear, but the, the, just the meaning of, of that is that we, we are not going to respond in the same spirit. We're not going to respond in the same spirit of death, spirit of destruction. We're not going to respond in that. We are going to release forgiveness. We are going to leave uh, some of the Arabic words, are, literal translation is we're going to leave our right with him, with him. And he's going to take care of our rights. I was praying through what does it mean to be meek? Is it weak? <laughs> is it being a loser? Lord, are you calling us to be losers? <laughs> are you calling us to be, to be weak? Every person comes around, slap us? <laughs> I don't like that. You know, I don't like that at all. <laughs> you know, Jesus, Jesus uh, uh, responded to Peter when they came to arrest Jesus around. We remember the story so well. And, and Peter, you know, cut the, the ear of that one soldier. And then Jesus immediately healed it and, and said, Peter, don't you know that I'm very strong? <laughs> if I want to, if I want, I, I can call thousands of angels here. Uh, but, you know, I always saw one other part of that story. I liked it that actually Peter walks with a sword with him, you know. <laughs> just in case, you know, <laughs> just in case you need it. <laughs> That's our nature. This is our default. This is, our, this is us. This is any human being. Lord, how do we get your heart? How do we get your heart? How do we become citizens Good citizens in that kingdom that you called us for. How do we become the people that you would trust with this kingdom? How do we become meek? How do we get to this place of withholding ourselves, of retreating? I was searching and trying to understand the word meek. And I, I came upon those, those, those words, quiet, gentle, submissive, long-suffering, Resigned, <laughs> humble, content, peaceful. I'm going to mention them again. The meek person is described like this, quiet, gentle, submissive, long-suffering, resigned, humble, content, Peaceful. In fact, in the Arabic translation of the Word of God, in the fruit of the Spirit, uh, uh, gentleness is translated gentleness in English. In Arabic, it's translated meekness. So in trying to understand, I realized this is, this is a fruit, a fruit of the Spirit. It's not gift of the Spirit. <laughs> There's a big difference here. The fruit of the Spirit is love, peace, joy, and one of them is this gentleness, meekness. I, I, I said, Lord, I wish it was a gift. <laughs> because a gift is just so easy. You know, like I, I, gave, I give you a gift. You know, God gives us gifts. And then we know that there's the gifts of the Spirit and there is the fruit of the Spirit. But it's not part of the gifts of the Spirit. It's part of the fruit of the Spirit. And the fruit of the Spirit is, is, is a journey. The fruit of the Spirit comes in our lives like any fruit that comes from any tree. There are roots that need to take place. 
There is life that needs to take place. There is a sun that the tree needs to get. There is nutrition that needs to happen there. And, and then there is fruit. So looking at our, our journey, God is, if, if we want the fruit of the Spirit, if we want to walk with Him, if we are pressing with Him, if we want His kingdom, He is going to work through our lives, through, through tough times, through circumstances like this, so that He can show that fruit out, so that a nation like Egypt can watch of 100 million people about 85 million of them are, are not Christian. They are religious Muslims. Many of them are radical ones. They are totally people that I love with all my heart. And I have no problem with or issue with any of them because our, our battle is not against flesh and blood. <laughs> but they are totally deceived and they are totally indoctrinated and they are totally orphaned away from the gospel of Jesus and how will they know the kingdom of God? I'll give you another story with a picture from Egypt. Uh, maybe some of you will recognize this picture. Maybe you've seen it. It also was, uh, I believe, also it was in 2003. Those are 20. The orange people are Egyptians, Christians. Uh, anybody saw that picture before? I'm sorry, it's a bit, uh, but we'll keep it at this. And the black guys are uh, uh, ISIS guys, and they took these 21 Egyptian Coptic Christians that lived in Libya, and they executed them. Why? To spread that constitution of the kingdom of darkness, to spread fear. To spread fear. Uh, so this was like a national, a national, maybe you can stop the, the picture. Thank you. I don't like to remember the picture because I want to remember the rest of the story. And I'll tell you the rest of the story. One of the wives was hosted in one of the biggest TV shows in Egypt, watched by 100 million Egyptians, Muslims and Christians. And the Muslim interviewer, he interviewed her and asked her, and he started like this. He said, our army is going to revenge for your family and your husband. Our army is going to do something in Libya. They are going to revenge with those terrorists that did that. They know exactly where they are, and they will take revenge. She answered and said, Sir, this is not us. In fact, I want to say thank you to these people that did this to my husband. He said, thank you? Thank you for what? She said, thank you to them for allowing our family to give a martyr for Jesus Christ. Thank you for allowing us to give something back to God. He said, what are you talking about? She said, I'm talking about our faith. I want to tell you something. This uh, wife is illiterate. She doesn't know how to read or write. <laughs> She's a very simple lady. She's dressed in a very simple clothes. And she said, this is not our Christ. This is not our gospel. So let me tell you about our gospel. And she were able to preach the gospel to 100 million Egyptians freely, peacefully, amazingly. So many people heard the gospel. So we hear the news. We hear the news all over Egypt. Hundreds and thousands 
of Egyptians are coming to the kingdom of God. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. How will they inherit the earth? Similar to those stories that I shared with you. It is not by conquering, it's not by sword, it's not by the same spirit. This spirit of the kingdom is an opposite spirit to the spirit of the world. Blessed are the meek. Blessed are these gentle people. Blessed are these forgiving people. Blessed are these merciful people. I was just thinking of all these Beatitudes. I was just thinking how amazing when later on in the Beatitudes it mentions about the peacemakers. And the light shines in front of me. Watch, Henny. I did not say blessed are the peacekeepers. <laughs> are you following with me? Because we always hear about the peacekeeping missions, right? <laughs> The peacekeeping mission in Rwanda, the peacekeeping mission in Syria, the peacekeeping mission in so and so. Are the peacekeeping missions doing anything? No. They're not doing anything. And that's right, because the word of God is blessed are the peacemakers, not the peacekeepers. <laughs> the peacemakers are the total, op there is a twist that we live with and we, we, are, we are settling with with stuff that is not the truth of the word of God. And my prayer today is that the Lord would show us how do we become peacemakers? How do we become peacemakers in our families? It is not keeping the peace and keeping, you know, the fires just, you know, <laughs> temporarily down, you know, sweeping the dust under the table, you know. The peacemakers are, are different kind of people. They are the people that God wants to raise from among us here. They are the people that God is going to use to show his kingdom and to bring his kingdom. Maybe as you are trying to make peace, there's going to be some clashes <laughs> and some misunderstandings. Are you afraid? Yes, I would be afraid if I don't have him. But if I have him, why should I be afraid? <laughs> if I have him in the situation, why not say, Lord, Come help me. Come give me wisdom in this situation. And I'm praying for your families and my family. And I'm praying for, for your nation and my nations. And I'm praying for, 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 our, for our church here and the churches around the world. It's not about keeping the peace. Keeping the peace is going to do nothing. <laughs> it's going to just keep situations as it is. Friends, we are in a season where God wants to realize his kingdom. Make it visible. Make it clear, because there is the kingdom to come, and there is the kingdom that is here and now. Amen to that? Amen. There is the kingdom that is here and now. He wants his kingdom to come. He wants to show so many lost people his power, his kingship, his rule, his love, and he's waiting for us. The kingdom is, is ready, and the king is ready. And he's waiting for, for us, the people of this kingdom, to not only shout it in praise and worship and say, you are the king, but also to live it every single day. Your kingdom come, Lord, on earth as it is in heaven. Blessed are the meek. They will inherit the earth. They will, they will live peacefully. They will live joyfully. 
And this is the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy. I'm going to end up with this because I was, I was just asking the Lord, Lord, show me one thing. What, what, is, what is troubling us? What is holding us back sometime? And the thing that I feel the Lord brings so much to my attention is how when we go through the journey of life and we go through uh, tough times and we go through moments of, of injustice, moments of feeling, but this situation is not right, uh, whether we go through it personally or we watch a situation happening around us, you know, to a good friend or, or, or someone that was just diagnosed with cancer or, or a beautiful couple that we, we love so much and we see how they are attacked so much and how they are strained and how their family, there's just so much that is happening around us. And, uh, uh, and then there is, uh, there is a, a, a test that we go through in that journey, you know, towards meekness, towards becoming the citizens of the kingdom. And that test is, is coming in a, in a question, you know, that is, that is so, that becomes, you know, that comes to our mind and then becomes bold and then becomes enlarged and becomes big. Is God really good? <laughs> is God really good? And, uh, and then we swing, you know, sometimes we just answer it, you know, spiritually. And sometimes our minds kick in and we, and I remember myself very well. I remember the first time I was driving in Canada with, with, with Natalie, my wife. And, and we were driving through, like, long drives, long, 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 you know, miles and miles. And it's all green and you're passing by lakes, this lake and another lake and another lake. And I'm like, for 30 million people, Lord, really? And we are 100 million people and we are thirsty there in Egypt, <laughs> you know? You know, like, this is not fair. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I remember traveling in Switzerland another time and uh, we arrived at night, so I didn't see where we are. But when we woke up in the morning, I went for my, my walk early morning and I was shocked the blue skies, it was nice summertime. I know in Switzerland it's not always like that. Uh, but the, the, and from the farther, you know, site, you see the mountains still with, with the snow on the tip there, the Alps. And then, you know, there are lakes. We were in a mountain, so you could see far. It's just so beautiful. And I remember I, I, I kind of joked with myself and I said, Lord, I always had a doubt that life is not fair. But now I confirm it. <laughs> now it is confirmed. <laughs> Life is not fair. And of course, I'm thinking, I'm not just thinking about nature. I'm thinking about so many situations. I'm thinking about loved people that are going through hard times. I'm thinking about needs around the world. I'm thinking about wars. Sometimes I'm thinking about half the Syrian people got displaced. Half a whole population. About 11 million people. And I'm thinking of all these things, Lord. But I felt the Lord give me an answer that morning that lives with me all the time. And I felt he said, my son, you will never, ever, ever be able to work the equations in life. And I could see equations. I, I like mathematics. I know many people don't, but I like mathematics. But like I saw equations that are tough. 
you know, this plus this divided by this, you know, and big numbers. And, and, and I saw that in, in, in front of me and, and as if he was saying, you are not able, you're not going to be able to work all those equations. Maybe life for you will feel not fair. But here is the statement that really blessed me so much. He said, but even if you feel it's not fair, I will always be good. My son, life will seem to you not fair, but I will always, I promise you, always I will be good. Always I will be good. Maybe you're going through a difficult time, but I will be good. I'll strengthen you. I'll be good. I'll give you grace. I will produce this fruit out of your life. I will produce meekness. I am faithful. You cannot live this Christian life by yourself because I am the Alpha and the Omega. You cannot give up. You cannot be meek to that point. You cannot withhold yourself. You are not going to be able to be the peacemaker. You're not going to be able by yourself because it's not by your might. I never designed it for you to do it with your own strength and with your own muscles. It's not by your might. It's not by your strength. It's by my spirit in you. So I feel today maybe a couple of practical steps towards meekness <laughs> is the following. Maybe, and I, I get this word, detox. <laughs> detox. Detox what? Lord, help us detox angers that we're holding inside of us. Lord, help us. This is my prayer this morning. Lord, help us detox cases and situations that we are holding with our own hands. And I'll read for us a beautiful verse that helps me so much. Lord, even I ask that right now, bring to our memory these things that are maybe hidden deep in our conscience, deep in our spirits. Situations. You know, I found people so angry in Africa because of the rhinos, <laughs> animals, you know. People so angry because of, you know, what's happening to the oceans, you know. And it's amazing for me to read, you know, that, that, that even creation, the oceans, the animals, the plants, all creation is waiting for the sons and daughters of God. It's not for us to hold a case and, and a cause, you know, and we try to give money to it and we try to do something about it. It's wonderful. But, but the word of God says he, he is waiting for, for, for obedience, not a sacrifice, <laughs> What he's seeking from us is obedience, not a sacrifice. Not even all our sacrifices. So what's going to produce those fruit out of our lives is our obedience to him, is our flexibility with him, is our yieldedness to him. So I want to ask us this morning to live for him rather than do things for him. Life is all around obedience. Lord, help us. Help us obey you. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. He wants us to inherit the earth. He wants us. He wants us to show him the good king, the mighty God. I want to ask Will and the team to, to join me here. And just, I love to always take some time before the Lord it's not about information that we, we hear this morning. I think everything that is said, you can, you can Google and find. 
and he hear even a better sermon than my sermon about, about meekness. So what brings us, us together on a Sunday morning like that? Why are we here? The power and the significance of the time we have together here is, is a couple of things. One is that he gathers when we are physically gathered together. He comes among us. When we are gathered, he comes. He comes among us. So as if, you know, we need that buddy that is to your right and to your left to rub shoulder with and to be together with. So it's, uh, it's about him being among us and it's about us being together, being together, gathered together at this time. So would you stand with me? And my prayer is, is that his spirit will, will show us that his spirit will shine deep inside of us. This is we ask you, Holy Spirit, to search us as we surrender, as we, as we stand before you.